Hello, welcome back. Week 5 in review, second podcast of the year about fantasy football. I'm Justin Shapiro. I'm Zach Shepard. And we are going to get into it with your favorite segment from last week, Here Comes the Boom, where we talk about the top three players in each position for the week. So first, we have Michael Thomas. He had 11 receptions, 182 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, This is very surprising considering that Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback. He's been with Drew Brees the past few years in his career, and Drew Brees has been really great for him. A lot of people were expecting him to go on a downward spiral with a new quarterback, but Teddy's building the bridge for the Saints, and now he's going to set the path for Drew Brees when he comes back from his finger injury. Next top receiver... My guy, DJ Chark. No, not that kind of DJ. He's going to be spinning different types of records. This guy had eight catches, 164 yards, and two touchdowns, resulting in 36.5 points in PPR. He is right now in the top five rankings for wide receivers all season. And his quarterback, similar to the same situation, he is rookie Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania could have been named Beowulf, but instead he was named Gardner. Nice mustache. Him and DJ get along very well. I mean, before this year, both of these guys, no expectations at all. Pretty incredible to see this this stat line that I'm just looking at right here. Eight catches, 164 yards, and two touchdowns. Like I said, top five in the league. All season, so yeah, expect him to keep that up. Personally, I'm not too high on DJ Chark. I would definitely consider trading him. He's at a really high point right now with Gardner Minshew at his quarterback. Maybe if Nick Foles comes back, he'll start to go downhill. I would definitely sell high right now. I don't think he's going to be able to keep this up all season, and especially for those in dynasty leagues, I don't think he's going to be cap- be able to keep this up the rest of his career. I completely disagree. So on to Amari Cooper. You got you got to be impressed with this guy. He's the only receiver, only weapon for Dak Prescott. Their offense does have Zeke, but surprisingly, he hasn't been their entire offense this year. Uh, Amari Cooper had 11 catches, 226 yards. 226 yards. That's extremely impressive. Uh, he gets a ton of targets, and I would definitely keep him. And I really, I really look for more from Amari Cooper the rest of the year. Yeah, I hate the Cowboys. I hate Alabama football, but Amari Cooper showed out against pretty good Packers defense last week. Played against him. Quite annoying. Someone else I played against last week was Austin Eckler, moving into the running backs here. I played him in standard league, fortunately. In this point scoring system, he only had seven points. Seven. But if you're in PPR leagues... He came away with 22. He tied the Chargers receiving record with 15 catches. Their screen pass game is just disgusting. Uh, But no, he had seven rush yards. Excuse me. Yeah, seven rush yards, 86 receiving yards, and a fumble. But yes, like I said, he had 15 catches. So a scary weapon in PPR leagues, not so much in standard leagues, especially with Melvin Gordon coming back, who I just traded for, like I suggest you all do, the Wisconsin product is absolutely a beast. 
and especially in those PPR leagues, he's going to fill in for those screen passes, and he's going to have himself a great rest of the season. Now on to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones had an amazing, amazing week. He had seven receptions, 75 receiving yards, 107 rush yards, and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Is this a fluke game? Yes, I believe so. There are too many touchdowns for him to be able to keep that going on. He had about 46 points. And I think that with him playing the Cowboys defense, they kept the ball on the ground a lot. And I really don't think he'll be able to keep that going on. I mean, I really do think Aaron Jones is a solid RB2 option. But this week, he played like the best running back in the league. And he definitely will not be able to keep that up. Um... Against the Eagles, he really didn't have a great showing. I kind of look f- for that to be similar, but he does rely on touchdowns and will score a lot of touchdowns, providing points for you guys. Yeah, Aaron Jones had more touchdowns than Zach does first letters in his first name. Letters in his first name. You know what I meant. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns, obviously super impressive, but also racking up 180 yards from scrimmage. Dude was a monster this week. Absolute beast. Speaking of absolute beast, we're going to talk about my league MVP next. Hopefully you know who I'm talking about. Christian McCaffrey. I think he's the best player in the league. I think he's the best player in the league. It is ridiculous watching him put up 237 yards from scrimmage. That is insane. He right now has more total yards than the entire Jets offense. But... Not only that, he has 150 more yards than the entire Jets offense. He averages one more yard per drive than the entire Jets offense. Think about that. Think about that. They have Le'Veon Bell. They have Robbie Anderson. And he's still averaging more yards than their entire offense per drive. They just constantly feed him the ball. It is insane. Honestly, if... I were someone who picked Kamara over McCaffrey at number three right now, I'd be incredibly pissed. If I picked anyone over McCaffrey right now, I would be extremely pissed. He right now is looking like the pure number one pick. It is pretty remarkable the kind of season he's having. Um, In addition to that, Dalvin Cook also has more yards than the Jets offense, which I love Dalvin Cook, but yeah. CMC, absolute monster. So that wraps it up for the running backs. We're going to move over on the offensive line to the tight end position. Best tight end in the league is Zach Ertz. Wasn't on this list, though. First, we're going to talk about Seahawks tight end Will Disley, who this week had 81 yards. And for a tight end, pretty solid He's been pretty reliable all season, actually. Last week, seven catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. In my opinion, you got to keep him. Hopefully, you got to snag him off waivers. I don't think anyone I knew drafted this guy. Tight ends are so interesting at the beginning of the season. There's always this guy that'll pop up, kind of like Vance McDonald did last year. So, yeah, Will Disley receiving passes from Russell Wilson, perhaps... The league MVP, also him and Christian McCaffrey are at top of my race. But yeah, keep Will Disley in the back of your minds. So now on to Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper, I actually just traded for. I'm a big fan. I think with the Falcons' offense, the way they're looking right now, 
Julio's not looking that great. Calvin Ridley's definitely not looking that great. I think he's a good option. He had 130 yards week four and 56 yards uh, last week. Um, he's scoring a lot of touchdowns, a lot more than he did last year. Already he's had two touchdowns this year, four touchdowns last year. We're only five weeks in. And I think he's going to continue to just go on the uprise. Hoopy. Next, on to Travis Kelsey. Uh, I wouldn't say too high on Travis Kelsey. He's in a really great offense with a lot of weapons, and they have Tyreek Hill coming back soon. He's only had one touchdown this season, and he's averaging about 88 yards per game and 5.5 receptions per game. He is a pretty constant and consistent guy for them, but I really don't think he's going to be the number one tight end in the league like he's been for the last couple years. Especially with Mahomes and his questionable ankle so that wraps up here comes the boom gonna move in next to our two biggest waiver wire pickups first one being Auden Tate he is the Bengals receiver and right now he's actually their second receiver behind Tyler Boyd AJ Green still not even practicing on his bad ankle so look for this guy to continue to play well. Last week was his first game in this starting role, and he did score a touchdown. He only got three, four, five receptions, or three receptions, five targets, something like that. But yeah, he did have a touchdown. Pick him up. He's good insurance to have, especially if you were a John Ross owner or an A.J. Green owner, because he will be the Bengals wide receiver, too, for the coming weeks. Um, Auden Tate is 6'5", 230. He's basically a tight end. I look for him to be a big uh, red zone threat, so I definitely think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. Um, I think with him being the number two receiver right now, he's definitely worth the waiver wire pickup. And I I don't think he's going to have a lot of value after A.J. Green comes back, but I could be wrong, but I definitely would pick him up as soon as you can. So Byron Pringle out of Robinson High School. I mean, it sounds like he's an East-West Bowl name. And I really don't love him. Uh, As I said earlier, the Chiefs offense is a little questionable. They have so many weapons. Tyreek Hill is starting to come back. He's getting a little bit better nearing a return. Um, As Justin also said, uh, Mahomes is kind of nursing an ankle right now. I don't think he's going to be able to do as much as he's been. He's only had a touchdown in the past two weeks. Um, If you're really interested in Byron Pringle, I would wait until the starters come back, see how he's continuing to perform at that point. The Chiefs offense is as good as the Pringle Chips. I mean, they're incredible. So many guys receive touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, number one tight end in the league last year, only has one touchdown through five games. I don't like the Chiefs receivers. Don't like Sammy Watkins. Not a huge Tyreek Hill guy. I don't expect Byron Pringle to be that great. On to the next segment where we're going to talk about some of the biggest question marks. First one being a returner from this last time we did this segment, Mike Evans. His stat line last week was a flat line last week. (laughs) He had zero catches for guess what? Zero yards. And guess what? Zero touchdowns. He's looking like an output other goes over problem (laughs) in econ with the zero, zero, zero stat line. But really, is this a problem? I don't think so is what I answered last time, and I do think that the rest of the season he will be pretty solid. Chris Godwin, absolute monster on the other side of the ball. 
um, on the other side of the field, I should say, across from Mike Evans. And, yeah, Mike Evans also 6'5", 230, like Auden Tate, freak of nature. Look for him to bounce back. Buccaneers pretty much exclusively pass the ball. As Chris Godwin continues to go up, I think that he'll start to get more pressure, more coverage. A lot of the guys will start to get off of Mike Evans a little bit. Maybe he'll open up after that. And now on to Juju. Um, Mason Rudolph actually just got hurt, the backup quarterback for the Steelers. So he's going to have another quarterback, a third-string quarterback. Um, I really don't think this is going to pan out well for him. Um, He's been struggling a little bit compared to last year with now being the number one receiver and a backup quarterback. Um, I would I would really be careful with Juju. Don't have him as your number one guy. Moving in to another all-time favorite section segment, we're going to talk about those eatable, edible cookies. Josh Jacobs. We're going to talk about rookies as cookies. Excuse me. We're going to relate rookies to cookies. Edible, eatable, actual cookies. Actual cookies. So Josh Jacobs, great combination of speed, power, and elusiveness. Brings together a bunch of different skills. Like an M&M chocolate chip cookie. Bringing together all different kinds of sweets into one eatable cookie. Josh Jacobs had a great week last week. Two touchdowns. Expect more from the rookie. Now on to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, I compare him to a fortune cookie. I mean, when I go to Chinese places, I judge fortune. I judge the Chinese place off the fortune cookie. They're very inconsistent, just like AJ Brown. Uh, two weeks ago, he had three catches, ninety-four yards, and two touchdowns with about like five targets. Uh, that's not going to happen every week. He's not getting a lot of targets. I wouldn't have a lot of trust in him. Uh, he relies on big plays, big touchdowns. He also is a very big guy, like his former college mate. DK Metcalf. Um, in the future for Dynasty Leagues, I think he has a lot of upside. The Tennessee Titans really don't have figured out what their plan is at wide receiver with Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Um, I would consider picking him up in the deeper leagues, but stay away from him for the eight-man leagues. Speaking of those smaller leagues, I would not start David Montgomery looking like an oatmeal raisin cookie out there. The Bears have no quarterback, and he's still bad. I don't like oatmeal raisin cookies that much. And I know a lot of people do like them. That's why a lot of people do like David Montgomery. A lot of people don't. I don't like him. I have him. I don't start him. It's getting annoying that he's not giving me the production I expected. On to our final segment of the afternoon. Love, hate. Going to talk about one player that we love, one player that we hate. First love, I hate to love this guy, but he was 4'11", 85 pounds, starting high school, and so was I. So, Julian Edelman. Last week, he had eight catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown versus a Redskins defense. They go up, they go up against the Giants tonight. Another NFC East defense that is trash. Expect Julian Edelman to A, get a bunch of targets, B, get a bunch of yards, and C, possibly touchdowns. another touchdown. So... The not-so-mighty Giants will not contain Julian Edelman. Yeah, I can certainly agree with you on that one. I think Julian Edelman, as their number one target right now, is going to get a lot of catches, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. I think he's a great option this week. And the Giants' defense is absolutely terrible, especially their secondary. So my hate this week, kind of a bold hate. Dalvin Cook, 
He's been looking like a completely different player than the rest of his career. Um, he's coming up off an injury this year, and I think it's time for him to get out of the kitchen this week. No. Playing the Eagles defense. Um, look for him to rely on touchdowns, which he's been doing, scoring a lot of touchdowns, scoring a lot of points. I think if he's going to have a great week this week, it's going to be on touchdowns, similar to Aaron Jones. When Aaron Jones played the Eagles, he had like 40 yards and two touchdowns, having a somewhat solid week against the Eagles. Um, Yeah, but he's still worth the start. Just don't look for the same type of production out of him. Disagree. Love Dalvin Cook. I love the Eagles' run defense, but Dalvin Cook's just a monster. He's too good. He's going to stay in the kitchen, and he's going to serve up. Some great meals this Sunday. Inside zones, outside zones. All types of runs. So that concludes this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Again, no sponsors, no commercials. As always, peace out.